beautiful people and welcome or welcome back to a teen's POV where we discuss the raw reality of modern teenage life through all its ins and outs. It's lovely to see you here. I hope you're having a great day. Before we get started, don't forget to leave me a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or a review and follow me on Instagram at dia.bengra. And if you're new here, hi, I'm Dia, and I am the host of this podcast. So, today's topic is a little less meaty, for lack of a better word, than most of my episodes. But, like there is with anything, there's always um, stuff that goes on behind the scenes that underlies all of the issues and problems and challenges that we face in our days as teenagers in modern society. So without further ado, the uh, topic of today's episode is, put it put plainly, organisation. And I know that schools are trying to bring this into like not curriculums but at least at least where I am our school is trying really hard to get us to be organized and I've been I've had to learn how to be organized if I'm going to be honest but not only are we going to be talking about how I organize my everything that I do in my life and my time and yeah basically everything but also how you could potentially do it and how it's different for everyone. And later on, I'm going to get into the fine line between over-hustle. I don't know if that's a term, but I'm making it a term. Over-hustle and laziness or procrastination. So if that sounds interesting to you, keep listening and... I already know that a lot of you have requested for this episode, so I know that a lot of you will be listening and tuning into this episode. So I can't wait. Let's get started. Let's organize your life with me today. Here's how I organize myself and somehow manage that like managed to balance school, work, hobbies, sport, and everything in between. Okay, so obviously this is what I do. So it might not work for you, but hey, it's some things are worth a try. And if it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work for you. But this is just what I do. So most of, some of you might already know, some of you might not, but I am a pretty busy person. Obviously, I've got my day-to-day school that everyone does. Then I have lots of dance that I do. I also help with teaching at dance, which is like my job. Then I play netball. I do drama. I play piano. I sing. And I like to do a bit of modelling here and there, but... That's not all of the time. And I'm also 
going to be part of our school musical. So I have rehearsals for that as well. And obviously there's things that come in and go out as time passes that might not always be there. But yeah, I'm a pretty busy person. But I still manage to make time for myself, my friends and my family. And believe it or not, being as busy as I am, yeah, it gets pretty overwhelming sometimes, but it can be a good thing. And I will touch on that in more depth later on in this episode. Um, but yeah, I used to get extremely overwhelmed with everything that I do and I considered stopping a lot of things. And sometimes I do take breaks, but I've learned to deal with it. And this is how I do it now. So the first thing that kind of just made so much sense to me the first time I heard it was this. Your outer reality is a reflection of your inner reality. And yeah, I know some people might say, might beg to beg to differ. But I know that at least for me, this rings true. Because, for example, I am, by nature, a pretty tidy and organised person. Only because I just like things that are aesthetically pleasing. So, if you look at my notes, like my school notes, they're all really pretty and put together. My room's most of the time pretty clean. And I love looking nice when I dress myself as well so I'm someone who's inclined to make things look aesthetically pleasing and my room's always that aesthetically pleasing so when I have emotional breakdowns or when I'm stressed or when I feel like I don't have time um, my room gets pretty messy and that was the first like main example of this, uh, I don't know what to call it, phrase, statement, expression, that it fully resonated with was the example of my room. And I don't know, like, I know that everyone is different, but having a physical action to go with mentally clearing out your mind is scientifically proven to help so like tidying up your workspace actually helps clear your mind and honestly I should know better but it's still like I'm a really emotional person so when I get stuck in my emotions I get really like stuck like I'm one of those people that can be extremely happy for a very long a long amounts of time and then fully cry for like days and days on end but the thing that doesn't help me is that when I'm in those emotional lows I just completely lose motivation to um clean my room and then that kind of has like a domino effect and everything just spirals downward but that's not my point my point is Your outer reality is a reflection of your inner reality. So if you're having a hard time with stress and overwhelm about everything that's going on in your life, start by 
Mm, that's the cat meowing at the door. I have to go let her in. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it, but they always do this. Anyway, if you hear meows, just know that it's the cat. Um, <laughs> sorry. Well, okay, back to what I was saying. Um, it's good to be able to put a physical action to clearing and organizing. So that's what I always start with, is making sure that my physical space is clear so that my mind headspace is clear so that I'm in the right mind to get my life together and that's where we start with scheduling so we all say we're busy and that we have no time to spare but where is all our time actually going we could start by checking our screen times, I'd say. And that's a whole nother story that I can get back to in another episode. But I'd suggest start by making a visual schedule of what your week or fortnight looks like. And I'm a very visual person. I'm a visual learner as well. So having like a color-coded, blocked-out schedule of what my week looks like helps me see where the gaps in my time are for when I can do other things as well. And mine mine is just a weekly schedule and I just, I have like a big block for school in the middle and that way I can, with one glance, without having to rake through my brain for when I have, what I have when, um, I just have this clear schedule of when I have time and when I'm busy. And rather than complaining that I don't have enough time, which, let me tell you, takes up time in itself. So, like, the less you actually complain about not having time, the more time you're going to have, essentially. But, yeah, rather than complaining about not having enough time, I can just look... Look at my schedule, look at where I do have time, and mm, the cat's meowing again, I'm sorry, I apologise. Look at where I do have time, and accept the places where I don't have time or where time's already been occupied. And this way, I can also see and organise with hindsight which days are busier than others. So say, for example, if on a Wednesday I'm more busier than I am on a Monday and I don't know I have like an assignment due or something um or homework homework that I I have due I'll know to get it done before the Wednesday so that I'm not stressing about not having enough time you see where I see what I mean now after the uh initial like broad term schedule that we've established or I've established that you can follow along with too. I think the most important thing to do is prioritising. And after that broad umbrella schedule, I have my everyday to-do list. But wait, mine are flexible. So I like to colour code my to-do list. And I hope that doesn't make me sound like an organisational fanatic or a control freak which I swear I'm neither of, but you can do that with your schedule too, like I mentioned before, and it makes it easier to see what you need to do first, taking away any extra time you would need to actually decide what is more important. 
So for example, what I do is I highlight my high priority items in pink, moderate priority in orange, and low priority in green. And then I have a separate thing that's in blue that's just like, uh, what's the word? Events that are happening that I just need to take into account when I've got my priority list or to-do list. So yeah, prioritizing your to-do list by color coding it can help and it definitely helps me and it makes it less overwhelming as well because not only do you not have to think about what to do first because you've already got a clear color-coded guide on what you need to do first, but it brings down your how prone you or decreases your uh vulnerability to procrastination and I will touch on the topic of procrastination later on but another thing is it's important to prioritize your passions and think about what is most important to you personally now for this I'm talking more about extremely stressful overwhelming times like whether it's exam season or you just have a lot of things going on and you feel like you can't handle it I know that most people have no qualms dropping things that they can't handle or are too overwhelmed with but for the however many people who are like me and have a really struggle to um decide what is not important to them because they have a lot of things that are important to them I would say yes prioritizing your passions is the way to go now another thing I'd like to talk about is sacrifice (laughs) and personally I despise the word in this context because it makes you feel like you're losing something time maybe when you're not and Think of it this way, we all have the same 24 hours in a day and it is in our power to choose what we do with that time. But after prioritising, if you do feel too overwhelmed, sometimes it's better to pick your battles. And that's like what I said before, but not just in the big context with maybe activities that you're doing. And if you're not doing any activities that interest you out of school or out of sport or whatever unless sport is your only thing but I would definitely encourage you to try something new that you've always been interested in or passionate about but are scared that you're not going to be good at it or something I don't know I don't know what holds people back but hey if if you're that person that doesn't want to try that thing that they've always wanted to try because they think they're not going to be good at it um just letting you know that when people start when people start anything new they're never good at it i wasn't good at any of the things i started oh well that i do when i started and it and it takes time to build confidence as well this is a bit of a tangent but a uh, an honest an honest one oh uh, i have always wanted to sing and I never actually had the confidence and obviously your vocal cords are muscles they 
need to be strengthened after using them over time. And I just never had the confidence to actually fully try and apply myself. But then I started lessons a year ago and I had to overcome my fear of failure and of not being good enough and making noises out of my mouth that I didn't like initially when I tried first. But I've come far and I know that I have a long a way to go. But hey, moral of the story there is don't be afraid to to try new things. Anyway, I digress. Coming back to organization. I want to talk now about the constant hustle and is it actually healthy? Now, according to me, in my opinion, the short answer is no, no, it's not, at least not constant hustle. And productivity gets over fetishized in our society. And sleep deprivation from study all nighters gets thrown around as a flex, believe it or not, which isn't a flex, by the way. Um, we don't need to be on the hustle all of the time. We don't need to be productive all of the time. And here is one of my favorite uh, sayings, and it's we're human beings, not human doings. But we can balance work and play, as everyone says. But if you're someone who feels guilty for not being productive all of the time, don't worry, because that is also me. And it's not your fault. It's not any of our faults. It's the way uh, society has made us believe we need to be. That we need to be productive all the time and be jumping through hoops for our career and our businesses and our education or academic performance and whatever. But we don't. We need equal rest in order to perform the best that we can. Okay, here's where I come into procrastination. And I will bring it up later on as well. But how... Do I deal with it? Now, it's not something that I often have to deal with, fortunately, touch wood. But I know that a lot of people do. And here's how I, here's how I completely steer clear of it. Basically, being busy. By being busy. That's how I steer clear of procrastination. Because here's how it goes. We will get an assignment or an assessment task for school and it's due in two weeks. Now, in my week, I've got all of the aforementioned activities that I stated or listed at the start of this episode. And if I don't start that assignment or at least a small portion of it, the day that we get it, then I'm done for. I literally won't be able to finish it if I don't start it the moment I get it or I don't at least look at it and break down what I need to do the day that I get it. And so that's how I avoid procrastination completely is because I don't have the luxury 
of being able to procrastinate. And yes, it is a luxury because people with time are the only people that can procrastinate. So, yes, what I was going to say is that healthy can also be busy. On the other hand, of um, the hyper sense of productivity that we're led to believe is healthy. And here's why. Well, obviously, I have what I just said with how it helps you completely steer clear of procrastination. But imagine this. You meet someone for the first time and they're never busy. They have nothing going on in their lives. Would they be a very interesting person to talk to? Probably not. On the other hand, imagine meeting someone in the same situation who is busy. How would they be different? You tell me. Having things to do, putting your name down for things and working on your passions and talents is always worth the time, no matter how busy it makes you. And that's why I don't really care that sometimes I get a bit overwhelmed because in the end it always pays off and that's also just me like it's about I'm like someone who at least used to get stressed very very easily um because I care a lot about a lot of things but you say uh, say for example people like my sister who cares about a very minuscule amount of things and that's not to be condescending, it's just that we're two very different types of people. And I know that two different, uh, these more than two different types of people exist in this world. But here are two polar opposites as examples for you. You see, my sister is, I'd say, a master at procrastination because she, she doesn't care about a lot of things. Whereas I could never because I care so much about at least how I perform in everything that I do that I the thought of not doing the best that I can makes me upset and scares me. But either way, whichever person you are, if you're the person who is extremely productive and is on a constant grind or if you're the person who procrastinates and doesn't really like doesn't really like starting things until they're due or they have a deadline we can still manage to find harmony with uh god i was thinking of a french word then not the english word <laughs> find harmony between uh what's a recreation recreation and and work and productivity as well but yeah the most important point that I want to reiterate there is that being busy with everything that I do actually helps me or like it forces me to be productive but at a certain level because obviously we're human and we get tired after using our brain or our body for certain amounts of time and certain activities. But yeah, it forces me to be productive, so I don't procrastinate, but also allows me to have the 
um, right amount of rest and recreation as well. And that brings me to our reflection questions. And if you're new here, these are just questions that I will ask in the first person. And you can feel free to answer them in your own time or use them as journaling prompts. So here we go. Where am I spending my time? What do I want to save it for instead? Could I be handling my time better than I already am? How could I do this? That brings us to the end of this episode. If you've listened this far, thank you so much. If you're a... What's the word? Uh, uh, wow, my English is really failing me today. <laughs> if, if you're a regular listener, then... Thank you for tuning into another episode. Don't forget to either leave me a review or a rating with a five star thing on Spotify. Or I think, I don't even know, I think you can leave relating ratings on Apple Podcasts, but I know that you can leave reviews. So do not hesitate to leave me a review. Or you can send me a DM as well at dia.bangra. Thank you once again for listening and I hope to see you all next time on 18's POV. Bye!